T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome on in, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the midday show here on WIP. It's you, Douglas. It's Joe Gillio. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. We got Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us on a Thursday morning. Good morning, you. Good morning. Good morning, Philadelphia. What's going on? How we doing? Well, we got a lot to talk about today, including a pretty big basketball game in town tonight. We'll get to an, an excitement with the Sixers coming out of the All-Star break against the Grizzlies tonight. Philly spring training in full swing. Schwarber taking Andrew Painter uh, deep yesterday. But we got to start here. You know, it's interesting. So just kind of thinking through our show so far this week. You know, we talked through Jonathan Gannon leaving and if it's going to matter to the Eagles. You know, Jalen Hurts, how much money he should get paid. And uh, yesterday about Howie Roseman. But, Hugh, I think it's interesting. One person since the Super Bowl that hasn't got talked about much here in Philadelphia and I, I find it actually kind of bizarre, is the head coach, and that is Nick Sirianni, who has done a nice job in his first two years. So mm-hmm. He took the team to the playoffs last year, Super Bowl this year. I think a lot of people in town believe he should have been in the coach of the year running. He wasn't at the end, but, but obviously did a really good job with 14 wins. But, you, it's interesting because he has not been talked about much since the Super Bowl. And as we move forward with this, right, this is going to be a new team next year and, and a lot of changes, new coordinators – Free agents could be leaving. It's imperative that the head coach is is on his game. And you, I'll just come out the bat and say it. I, as much as I think this is a good coach, I'm not fully sold on Nick Sirianni as as the coach he was this year and the coach that, that is, is no doubt about it, the guy for the Eagles in moving forward. Now, he's going to be the coach, but I, I'm not fully sold. He is a great coach yet, and I, I still have some reservations about Nick Sirianni. You, how do you feel about Nick? I like Nick. I like Nick a lot, and I think he is the guy. Because one thing that a coach has to do and has to be good at is have guys buying into what he's selling. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about – you go back and you talk about that press conference that he had here, the, the ups and downs that they had his first year coaching, and then for them to get on the right page and make it to the Super Bowl, he's pushing all the right buttons. I think as quirky as he is and some of the crazy stuff that he says and does – that the players buy into what he's selling, and that's the most important thing that you can have as a head coach. Well, he has that. There's no question. 215-592-9494. And when I say I'm not fully sold, you know, I'm talking about for the future, moving forward. He's going to be the coach. or No one's getting rid of Nick Sirianni. But just because you have some early success doesn't mean 
you have future success. I mean, that, I mean, look, Chip Kelly won 10 games in his first two years here, and then it all fell apart. Okay, you go to other guys that have made the Super Bowl. I mean, just, this is just in the past 25 years or so. Dan Quinn, a, a coach that you were around, Hugh down in Atlanta, made a Super Bowl. Ron Rivera yes, made a Super Bowl. Jim Caldwell made a Super Bowl. Ken Wisenhunt, Lovey Smith, Bill Callahan, Mike Martz, you know, Jeff Fisher, Bobby Ross. And we go through the line. There's a lot of coaches that have made a Super Bowl. They never make it back or they don't sustain it. A couple of things that stand out to me with Sirianni. Number one, He's not a play caller, Hugh. He was, but he's not now. So that means every time an offensive coach has success, right, it was just, it was Stike in here. Now, who knows? We'll see what it's going to be. Maybe it's Brian Johnson. But every time a play caller has success, Hugh, that means he might have to replace that guy because that guy could get a head coaching job. That, you know, it feels like that is, is a kind of a detriment to sustainability. If Nick was the play caller, we'd have no worries about the offense. But he loses his play caller every time the play caller is any good. Yeah, and I, I know where you're going with this because that is the I've been saying it all week long. That is his most important hire, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is who, he, who is he going to get to nurture Jalen Hurst and take him to that next level. But I still think that there's a blueprint there that that is his blueprint that you have to follow. He's just a guy right now, in my opinion – that he wants to be able to oversee. He's an overseer. He wants to oversee everything that's going on, and he has to have a lot of confidence in the guy that he's hiring at the offensive coordinator spot to come in and make sure that they get the absolute most out of Jalen Hurts. Well, it's gigantic. 215-592-9494. And then on top of that, you know, he built a great staff when he got hired here. I mean, really, whatever you, everyone out there thinks about Jonathan Gannon, he just became a head coach. Obviously, it was a good hire at defensive coordinator. Shane Steichen, good hire at offense coordinator. He just became a head coach. And now he's got to do it all over again. And we saw this with Doug Peterson. It's not easy. You have a good staff to start it off. Doug did. And then it got worse and worse throughout the years. We don't know yet if Sirianni can, can sustain the good coaching staff. And then, guys, I, I can't get this out of my head. It's still – I'm still thinking about it. What are we, 11 days since the Super Bowl? I can't get out of my head the punt on fourth and three. That, that lives rent-free in your, it, in your it, dome. It's going to live rent-free in there you a long time. I, what, what did you think about it when it happened? Because so when, when it happened to me, my first thought was like, mm, I'm not sure about giving the ball back. I wasn't screaming and yelling at the TV. But then after the game ended and like the week has gone on, two weeks have gone on, I just keep thinking about it. He gave the Chiefs two possessions for one. He, he gave it to them. That, to me, didn't bother me as much as it did you. Because you look at the way the defense played in the first half, albeit that was their best half. Right. You, you, you still believe that, that they had a chance to, to stop them. And, you know, they, there were times during, that, during those drives where, you know, they, 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 they showed their head and they, they were able to make some things happen. So, to me, that didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. Yeah, I just I go back to, you know, you have to stay aggressive. And he was aggressive a lot this year. I mean, he, he really was. He was an aggressive coach. But in that moment, I thought he turtled up. I, I really thought he turtled up in the Super Bowl. And five years ago, Doug Peterson or not. And then after the game ends, and I had the press conference last week, he, here's Nick Sirianni explaining it. And I, I was frustrated that he kind of scoffed at this question as if it wasn't legitimate. Here's Sirianni answering the question about whether or not he thought about going for it on the fourth and three. I think fourth and three, on your own 30, what was it? 33? Yeah, I think you get 32 out of 32 NFL coaches saying they punt that ball every time. 32 out of 32. Um, I, I don't – hey, if I had known they were going to return it to the four in, the, in, the, in hindsight, I think, I think I would – you know, obviously I would have went for it there. Um, but no regrets there on that. Um, that is not my thought process right there. And to be quite, quite honest, with you, it, it, it depends on the score, but we were in a one-point game. Um, and, like, if we were down two scores, 
then of course um, you're going to go for it there in that scenario. But in a one-point game, that's never even in. I, you know what? And until I was prepped for this question, because Bob does a really good job, as you guys know, um, I yeah, I never it didn't really even come come to my mind. It's you know, crazy to me he didn't even think about it, or he's, no, maybe he's lying to us. Let me tell you, the punt doesn't bother me as much as the return did. Because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that the longest return in the history? Yeah, 65 the, yards. Man, come on. I know. That, that That's what it was. See, it's it's like, for me, that wasn't a, as bad or egregious as the actual outcome of the play. See, I think for you, it was the, you know, it, if they punt and they get down there and they cover everything, not a big deal. Because to his point, it's not, you're, you're still in a good spot. The fact that that was one of the plays that we talked about mm-hmm. that broke your back. That was a backbreaker. And and you know what else to add insult to injury? I remember during that broadcast, they had mentioned that Dave Tobe, the offensive, I mean, uh, the special teams coach, had had went up to them before the game and said something about, you know, they never never returned to punt the Super Bowl. Like he knew, like oh, at, he was at getting some ready. point it was coming. Yeah. Like at some point, that's 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 what hurts more than anything. Yeah, well, it does. I mean, it was made. It made the decision look worse, right? Because yes. they got the and they moved the ball to the five yard line. It just frustrates me that he he kind of put himself in a box for everybody else. Well, every coach wouldn't have done that. Well, I don't care about every coach. I, I'm, I'm. This is the game we're talking about. This is the Super Bowl. Five years ago, Doug Peterson went for the, did the Philly special. No, what coaches is doing that? Like, don't give me the every. Your job is it to be like every coach. Your job is to win. Think outside the box. Exactly. Think outside the box. I get it. But but in this position, now granted. This might not sound great over the airways to many people, but your first year there, the first time you've in that in that situation, you learn from that mistake and you make a different decision the next time. But normally in situations like that, you're going to go with the percentages. Mm-hmm. Just like for 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 all the you know we talk about the butt push as far as going forward on on, on short yardage. He was going with the percentages there. You knew he was going to do it, so he was playing the percentages in that, that yeah, situation. Yeah, and he does that a lot, and it, and it works a lot for the Eagles. The two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Really curious where everyone comes down on this with Nick Sirianni. Are you fully sold after two years? I mean, there's no question. There's been great results here for two years. They were just in the Super Bowl, but you know, moving forward, are you fully sold? He's as good as we think he is, or as good as the results have been. I'm not yet. There's there's a lot here, and the last thing I want to throw in. And you, I'm really curious what you think about this. His personality, he <laughs> seems to – now, the players here like him. They respond to him. You said that, and yes. I agree with you. But he, he seems to rub some players on other teams a little bit the wrong way. Yeah, they don't like him. They don't like him. And then, I'm sure you saw it during the game. There was that moment during the game where I think it was a challenge. The Eagles were the Chiefs' challenge, and, and they thought they had it. The Eagles thought they had the challenge won. And he's, like, celebrating, and he's, he's pointing at the Chiefs to go back the other way. Yeah. And Hurts, like, puts his arms down. Hurts is like the adult up, in the hold room. Up, hold up, playboy. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and you have Sirianni, who's the opposite. I think it's all fun if they're winning. I just – I wonder, does that, does that play for the next five years? I think it does. I, but, you, but to your point, you got to be winning. Mm-hmm. I like a coach that has that kind of gumption and bravado. Now, granted, if I'm on the other side of that, I don't like it. Right. Because, you know, like, remember the year that Cam Newton was dabbing on everybody? Everyone. <laughs> and nobody liked it. <laughs> but you couldn't stop it. They had an undefeated run up until the point they, they saw the Falcons in, in Atlanta. But if you don't like it, stop it. Now, if you're winning, I am all – and it's my team, I am all for the bravado. I'm I'm all for the 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 over the top antics that he does. And the one was, was I think he was playing the Giants or whatever when he's like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. When he looked at to the, the referee, camera, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I know what I'm doing. So yeah, I like all of that when it's my coach. Well, and as long as they're winning, it's good. But I, I do wonder how that plays long term. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. You're fully sold 
on Nick Sirianni. Kyle Quinn, what are you feeling on Sirianni? Obviously, it's been a great first two years, playoff, yeah. Super Bowl run. But I, I do still have some reservations. For some reason, I still have some reservations on him. I get it. I get it. Just because of the most recent game that we saw him in. But I think I am sold on Nick Sirianni. And I, I go off of what Hugh just said. And I know he's goofy. But the players Super love him. Goofy. <laughs> and, and the message clearly resonates in that locker room with the guys, right? Uh, I love the fact that he's not stubborn like Doug was in building his staff, and Doug needed to call the plays. I actually think that may invite more uh, candidates to want to come and work under Nick Sirianni. Uh, and I think he deserves some credit for how Jalen Hurts developed. I know we all want to just heap all the praise on Jalen Hurts for putting in the work, which is great, and that's true. But you got to give Nick Sirianni some of the credit, too, for putting him in a great position to succeed. He had a Super Bowl appearance and the number one seed in just his second year as a coach. you got to be sold on Sirianni, Joe. Come on. 215-592-9494. I like him. I'm just, I, I still have some reservations. Let's go to the phone lines here. 215-592-9494. Are you fully sold on Nick Sirianni after two seasons as the Eagles head coach? Brian in Clifton Heights is up. Hey, Brian. Brian. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's going on, brother? Morning, Brian. What are you thinking? What I'm thinking, well, first I want to bring up about, you know, the game and, and with Sirianni. Then I want to bring up From the second half, they didn't dominate. And Sirianni and Gannon both were playing the game like their defensive line and offensive line were dominating. They didn't have a short screen pass. They didn't have slants. They just kept going with that RPO run, and it was getting blown up right up the middle. And first two possessions right out of the shoot, you know, three and out punt. I mean, Kansas City scores. They're down by three. Next possession, they punt. Kansas City's up by seven, and they're still playing like they're, you know, they're trying to grind out the clock and run the ball. <laughs> it, just, it just wasn't working. Like, he didn't switch because – you know his guys. His guys weren't playing the same that they played all year for him. Yeah, it was. It was almost like he just was going to just do it no matter. What. Like that was the plan, right? Like, and he was just going to go down with that. And unfortunately, Brian, you saw that that second half was was one of their worst halves of the season, certainly defensively. But even on offense, they didn't do enough. That's what I mean. And their point was, oh yeah, all year we wore them down and we ran the ball when we had the lead. Well, after Kansas City went down and scored to, to be down by three, it's virtually a tie game. You know, Doug Peterson went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. He threw the ball. He knew he had a score. He knew he had to get the ball down the field, and he won. You can't rely on, you know, you know, handing the ball off. And it was getting blown up up the middle. By the time he tried to do the RPO, there was guys in his face. And, you know, what, what do you do with that? You, you, you run a quick slam pass. You stop it. You know what I mean? You stop it. He didn't do it. He's got a guy that's as big as Terrell Owens at number 11, and he didn't run the slam. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, well, Brian, it, it sounds like you're you're with me. You're not fully sold. I mean, obviously, the guy's a good coach. No one thinks he's a bum, but you're, it sounds to me like you're not fully sold. No, no, no. But maybe he'll learn from it. But and and the other thing is what you said about coaching earlier, guys. You know, he. Why are we so hell bent on grabbing these young coordinators? Because once they once they get a spot where they're going to be, they're going to get grabbed. Get a career defensive coordinator like a Spagnola. Pay him a little more. You ain't got to worry about that side of the ball, and he's not going to go anywhere. Why do we got to go find a guy from college to, to do our defense, and if he does do good in a year and a half, he's going to go somewhere else, and we're going to start all over again? You know, you it, know, it, 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 it baffles me. You know Spags you know, was a head coach before. 
Yes, but now in this type of career, though, you know, he's 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 a career. He's he's happy what he's doing. He might, you know. He, I, I can see if if he gets the call, I can see Spags going to another team and want to be a be a head coach. He, you know what? Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because the one thing I heard about Spags when he went to the Rams. Mm. He came through the door immediately and just start firing folks and just start acting all willy nilly. Oh, was like he was going to put his he stamp was, on things. He was wilding out in, in, with the Rams. You learn from your mistakes. I hear everything that you're saying, but I think that with Coach Sirianni, you go back and that that game is playing over in his head. I guarantee you to this day, and he's sitting back. He'll never admit it because you're not supposed to as a head coach. He made some mistakes that he wished he could go back and take back. I wish he could take. Yeah, back. you wish he could take back. <laughs> But that's your first time. Andy Reid, the same thing. How do you think Coach Reid felt? All, we went to four NFC Championship games. Right. We went to four. Lost the first Super Bowl. Don't you think that Coach Reid would have probably sat, sat back and looked and said, you know what? I probably should have did things better. You know how I know he think that? Hell, he had Tyreek Hill. He went out and got some receivers. He, he, up, he upgraded his offense in Kansas City because he learned from his mistakes. I think that that most people that feel like they're not sold on Coach Sirianni get a man a chance, but I think he for he started off really really well as far as the head coach is concerned going into the Super Bowl in his second year. Well, yeah, I mean, just in terms of results, the first two years we couldn't have asked for much more, yeah. right? They they made the playoffs last year, made the Super Bowl this year. It's just these these, these little things that that I, I wonder about going forward, and, and I have some skepticism on how great of a coach this guy is. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. And then on, on the point about, you know, the, the caller mentioned play calling and, and stick it to the run versus the pass and all that kind of stuff. I, I, Hugh, I do wonder sometimes watching them how much Jalen Hurts made them look better this year, made the offense look better than it was. I mean, when he went out, that offense was pretty poor for two games. And then, you know, even some of those plays in the, in the Super Bowl, he made plays. And I, I just thought they had – they didn't have the greatest play. Sometimes I wonder how much – Hurts made them all look better this year on offense. Well, I think the biggest thing was you saw that when, when he came back in the Giants game mm-hmm. and, and everybody talked about how he was a system quarterback and, and you realize when you had Gardner Minshew out there Mm-mm. how he's not a system quarterback and there are certain things that he brings to the table that you can you just can't say that this is everybody can do it. I can just a plug he's just a plug and play player. You can't say that. No, you can't. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. And then quickly when it comes to the play calling thing, like you, you've been saying it, and you're right. This is his biggest hire, the offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. You go back to the first seven games last year. They stunk. The two years ago, right? The first year he was here. That was when Sirianni was calling the plays. Like, the, the, the difference in this team from Steichen on is night and day. Now, they got to replace that. I mean, whoever and he, whoever that guy is is going to call the plays. It's gigantic, whether it's Brian Johnson or anybody else, because Sirianni doesn't do that. Yeah, because you're, you're going to be married to this young quarterback, and if you pay him a ton of money— and he regresses, boy. Every like you, you talk about people being sold on Sirianni. They're gonna they're gonna turn on him real quick. Mm-hmm. If you get off to a slow start this year, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be real tough. Well, and it'll, it'll be on him because the staff changed. Let's go to Tyrone in Middletown. What's up, Tyrone? Tyrone. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Nice show. Thank you, brother. Very yeah. much, brother. Oh yeah, thank you. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, I've listened to the topic. I, I agree with you to an extent, but you know, I was thinking the other day. That game, they scored 73 points. And I think that the Eagles were the one thing I say, I don't think they were prepared to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes mentally. Because if you look at the history of Pat Mahomes, he's been in shootouts with Tom Brady, with Joe Burrows, and countless other quarterbacks. And whenever you go up against him, 
you had to be prepared to score at least 40 points because we didn't so much lose the game, in my opinion. They won the game. And I think that Nick Sirianni should be given a pass only because he made it to the Super Bowl in his second year. But and t- and Tyrone, I, I hear you, and and I, I mean, that's obviously a great accomplishment. He also blew a 10-point lead at halftime in the Super Bowl. Like, only two teams have ever done that. I mean, like, don't don't we have some – Don't isn't there some culpability there? Like, he, he's, he had a team with a 10-point lead at halftime. Well, the culpability that I think he has is that he allowed Jonathan Gannon to play passively with the defense that he was in charge of, and he allowed Spagnola to take charge with his set and his defensive schemes that basically got the Eagles out of their offense. And the disruption that it caused just stopped us from several different – when we were having a three and outs or whatever, giving the ball back, that was by design on their part. And we didn't have a counterpunch. And I think more so that was because, John, I, I'm not going to mention names, but I think we should have had a, a defensive scheme to flush Mahomes out of the pocket, particularly since he had a bad leg. Yeah, and, and, and I know you don't want to mention names. Obviously, talk about Jonathan Gannon there. And, and, and Tyrone, we appreciate the phone call. Yet, I mean, there's only so much you could do, though, against Mahomes. In, the, in the pocket, out of the pocket, he's going to do his thing. Yeah, uh, I, I think we're, we're tending – I think a lot of people are forgetting Patrick Mahomes is a special player. Special. A special I think player. he's already a top-five quarterback I, I, ever. I think that going into this game, the game plan was what it was in the first half, limit his possessions, try to get him off the field, make him uncomfortable get the ball out of his hands quick. And for the most part, that worked. No, excuse me, hold, make him hold on to the ball, mm-hmm. try to get to him. For the most part, that worked. That worked for the most part. Eagles' offensive game plan worked in the first half. Then what happened to me in the second half was Kansas City Chiefs took away all that short stuff. They took away the run plays and all the other stuff. And they, did, they didn't – to me, the Eagles didn't exploit the biggest weakness I felt in the Kansas City, in Kansas City, and that was their secondary. Like you saw a couple plays of AJ Brown, where you know he had some big plays and everything. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, if it was if it was Chris Jones up front or whatever, they didn't take advantage of that opportunity that was presented to them in the passing game. I agree. I mean, Hurts had a big game, but I think there were more. There was yeah. more there they could have yeah. had. Yeah, because I mean, like, and 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 that's probably you could probably chalk it up to being comfortable with what you saw and some of the looks that they were given and things of that nature. Or you didn't want to put that much stress on your quarterback throwing the ball. You don't want to put the ball in the air. Like what does say? Uh, two. It's only three things going to happen. In, in, you, you're playing quarterback, and two of them are bad. Right. With throwing the football, and two of them are bad. Maybe that's what it was. But to your point, I think you go back and you look at that, and you learn from that. Like there's a lot of plays. I'm pretty sure that Coach Sierra is looking at. Like damn, should have did this, or I should have did that. We should have did this. Well, and it cost them, right? That, that's that's yeah, in, in a close time. game in a Super Bowl. It, it cost you two one five five nine two. 94-94. It's how you hop aboard. Are you fully sold on Nick Sirianni moving forward here as the Eagles coach and a big-time coach? Obviously, he's done a good job for two years, but I'm not fully sold. Hugh is. Kyle is. I, I'm not. I, I, I still have reservations about Nick Sirianni, even after a Super Bowl trip. 215-592-9494. Up next, take all your phone calls on Sirianni. And the head coach here, Sirianni, reached out to a familiar name about the vacant offensive coordinator job 
We'll tell you who that is next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know, he's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's, he's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team and they can succeed. <laughs> that's, that's how. The voice of Julian Love, New York Giants defensive back, saying Sirianni's got a free run. I wouldn't go that far. Welcome back. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. Hugh, I wouldn't go that far. but Who, who was that again? That was Julian Love from the Giants. Come on, man. The Giant hate is, is so real. Come on, man. Like the, the San Francisco haters, stop it. Anybody can't coach the team. Stop it. Stop it. You know, I've never heard players talk about a coach like that. It's the, it's the end of days, man. What is that? It's the end of, no, he rubs no people the wrong way, this guy, Sirianni. Yes, he does, because he's, he's not that old. He's, he's, in the, he's in the TikTok era. <laughs> I don't know if Coach Sirianni TikToks. I don't think he I does. doubt it. But he's a trash talker. You don't like – like when you're getting your butt kicked by somebody and you don't have a retort, that's usually what you do. You, re, you, you, you settle for, you know, barbs and, and, and saying negative stuff about them because you can't whoop them. Well, and, and in terms of Sirianni and the Eagles, they whooped the Giants this year. They whooped, whooped them, them three times. Well, two, two significant whoopings, and then whatever that Week 18 game was. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go that far, and I don't agree with Julian Love that anyone could do this, but I'm not fully sold on Sirianni yet. One of the reasons, well, he's got to fix this staff. It, it's, a big, it's a big thing, and Doug Peters just struggled with this. We'll see if Sirianni succeeds in replacing his first wave of coaches. How about this? It sounds like, Hugh, that uh, he reached out to an old friend here. Here is... Um, a former Eagles coach, now down in Carolina, Frank Reich, talking about Sirianni asking him maybe to come back. 
you know, I'd talked to a couple teams about possible coordinator jobs. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely had a conversation with Nick, you know, I definitely, because of my love for Nick and my love for the Eagles organization, um, there, there was discussion about that just to, um, but thankfully, thankfully that didn't have to, we didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. So there was Frank Reich on Jacob Media. How about Frank that? You there dry snitching, man. You can't tell it. Like, listen, man, if that's your boy, you ain't supposed to tell nobody. Private conversation. I ain't gonna lie though. If I ever, if I ever became a head coach, I'm calling Ike Reese to be my defense coordinator. You think he'd take the job? Hell yeah, because I'm gonna pay him a ton of money. Ike's not gonna do. It. If it was left up to mm. me, yes, Ike's is definitely gonna be my defense coordinator. I probably Ooh. take Hollis, <laughs> 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 and I'm taking Hollis too. Because we're gonna like look. I look at it like this. I'm African American coach. I'm gonna probably get fired after a year. So I'm gonna go ahead and get that umbrella. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make it right for all my bros. So put all your friends on the coach. Yeah, put all I like the coach that. Staff. Hey, you got a job, Joe. We I know we just met. We just this is the first week. What's I got my job? Quality control. That was, that was, I was gonna because say that because I know because because you you're you're a stickler for numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. Quality control. Kyle, you can come to equipment manager. Me too. Yeah, because like dog, we're gonna get fired in a year. We're gonna they're gonna love you, <laughs> Smith. Us. They're gonna love you, Smith. But that's a good not. paycheck. For yeah, a that's year. a nice little paycheck for a year though. We're gonna get paid for a year, but after that we're gonna go we're gonna go. The Lovey Smith, Dave Cully route. We're going to get fired. <laughs> you know, they don't keep African-American coaches that long. Well, listen to this. If I'm the quality control, you better believe on fourth and three, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm in your ear. Yeah, we got to go for this. <laughs> we are not punting here. You know what? I'm like, why not? Let's go for it. Yeah, we get backed up, and that'll probably be in the press conference. I'm going to throw you under the bus. No, no you can't do that. Head coaches can't throw the assistants no, under the bus. You, but I'll be more like Andy Reid. Time's yours. Time's yours. Go ahead. You're, it's, it's your time. I love it. 215-592-9494. Um, all right, so this offense coordinator thing, obviously we, we think it's going to be Brian Johnson. You know, Frank Reich just let the whole world know that Nick did reach out here, and it's a big deal because here's Sirianni just last week talking about, like, whoever has this role has a lot of responsibility. Whether it's Brian or someone else, will you have that guy call the plays? Do you like the setup? I do. I do. It really it does help me manage the, the game better, in my opinion. Uh, it helps me – interact with the players more, um, you know, um, on the sideline. Right. And, you know, it helps me be able to discuss something that, you know, with somebody upstairs, um, to get on the defensive headset when an offense is up, vice versa. I, I, yes, that will be my intent, um, to let the next offense coordinator call the game. You, I'm good with that. It worked. Um, but here's my only issue with it. Every time they have a good offensive coordinator, he's got to replace him, right? Shane Steichen was here. He did a really good job. Well, he gets a head coach job. You, you know how this works. If Brian Johnson, if the Eagles have a big year next year, Brian Johnson's going to get head coaching interviews. Let's assume he's the guy, whoever mm-hmm. it is. So it's like every year we're doing this now. Yeah, but I think if Brian Johnson gets a job, he's probably going to stay for a while, you know, because I don't see, I don't foresee his name being in the, in the head coaching hat that quickly he's probably take a little bit of while take take a little little bit of while a little bit of while little time for him to, to be able to do that stop making up words already you know what it, it's our first week <laughs> we can do whatever we want 215-592-9494 let's go to the phone lights here brandon and ben salem talking nick sierra what's up brandon how you doing man thanks for having me on what up b um, what's going on brother i got a couple quick points right nick Sirianni, i mean i don't know him personally you know i think a lot of people get that you know, what they like about someone versus professionally, right? Um, Nick Sirianni seems like a cool guy to, that people like him, you know, as far as on the team. So that's always important. The team needs to like you. They're going to play their hardest for you, right? Um, but what I'm looking at from this past season, um, it seems like Nick didn't really do 
very much to make sure the team won because when you make a play, the play is meant for the quarterback to throw a pass to a player or the quarterback to make a move to another player. But what really carried the team was Jalen Hurts making plays when the play that was planned fell apart. Now, that's just my opinion. Almost 80 to 90% of every play that happens, he had to go do something out of the box of what he's supposed to do and risk his health to make that happen. It was amazing that he did it, right? A lot of that game on Super Bowl was two amazing athletes working. However, if you look at the two quarterbacks, it was Chiefs quarterback working to make sure that the players did the work, whereas Jalen was doing the work himself, right? So there's a lot of quarterback sneaks, and, you know, it was amazing that he did it. Yeah, Brandon, I do do wonder, and Brandon, it's an interesting point, I do wonder how much Hurts made them all look better. He made the run game look better, everything look better. But I would – I would argue that what's the difference in what what Patrick Mahomes does? Because he makes he makes uh, Travis Kelsey look better. He made Juju Smith Schuster look right. better. Like he that's made. My point. You know, well, is it really Nick or is it really the quarterbacks? And if the quarterback gets injured, like he did, look what happened. Well, it's 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 uh, it's a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like like Andy Reid has to put Patrick Mahomes in positions to do things that that he does. But the impromptu part of Patrick Mahomes' games is what, make, is what makes him so special, just like the impromptu part of Jalen Hurst's games makes him so special. So I, 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 I think I follow where you're going, but you can't separate the two because they're married. They, they're, they're joined at the hip, in my opinion. Well, if you're going to tear the title, it's true. You know, the, the leader of the team is always going to be a parallel between the quarterback and the coach. Because yeah. the, quarter, the coach is going to tell you to do something, and then the quarterback is going to have to follow or – took our decision in that moment to make whatever the next option work, right? Yeah. But here's my thing, too. When I watched the Super Bowl, the biggest thing that aggravated me as a coach, being a director and an overseer of everybody, so he's not making the play calls, is it should give him time to make the little small adjustments, right? For example, I don't know what was up with that turf, but our players were having a really hard time with it. Why didn't he make everyone get new cleats with, long, with deeper – um, studs in them because it didn't tell the teachers were having that much problem with it. Well, um, I, they and, already knew yeah. they were used to being there before, but you know, you know, for example, um, it seemed to bother the Eagles it, more. You know, right, Brandon, I, I will agree with you on that. It seemed to, it seemed to bother the Eagles more the turf uh, and then slipping around. But I'm not sure. And Brandon, we appreciate. I'm not sure. Is it the head coach's job to make the guys get new cleats? Well, it, it's. It, I, I will say this, and, and I'm not going to say that, but. Andy Reid used to make sure that he told us all the time, be prepared. Be mm. prepared for whatever. You know, if you need longer cleats, go get longer cleats. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Coach Sirianni told them the same thing because you heard some of the guys actually say that they went and changed their cleats. They did. And you got to be prepared for, everything. for whatever, whatever the situation brings, man. So I, I think one of the things that our last caller brought up that I think is really interesting in terms of the, the details, right? Because he's not calling plays. Like he's, they better be great on details because he's not calling plays. So already we went over the fourth and three. That bothered me. Hugh, there was another aspect of the game that I think kind of flew under the radar because they had a 10-point lead at halftime, and it's like well, everyone's happy. Before halftime, remember the Devontae Smith overturn on the catch? Yes. We were waiting a million years for that to get either upheld or overturned. After that, they had the ball on the 48-yard line, I think, with like 55 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. They ran. They got the first down on a, a run, I believe. Or maybe it might have been a short pass. Mm-hmm. They had two timeouts. 
they didn't run another play until like 35 seconds to go. That they, they that clock ran. It's almost like after the Devontae play was overturned, they were just like, "Oh, we'll just get the field goal." Like they they, they didn't, didn't have a plan. They didn't they didn't have a, uh, something else that they were they they could go to. Right, and, and with two timeouts, they could have been really aggressive there. And did it, I mean, look, they they still went into the, the locker room with a 10 point lead. But if they were aggressive and scored a touchdown, that's 14. Yeah, and it, it, that's a different game. Sure, it that's is a different dynamic. That that is a different dynamic. I, it's little things like that that I just you know it, this is his job, right? Yeah. That's his whole job. And I and and, and to be honest, I, you have to chalk most of that up to to me, in my opinion, to the the. Uh, the greenness that Coach Sirianni had. You know, going into that game, maybe, you know, he was overthinking some things. Because mm-hmm. there was a couple times where, you know, they ran the clock. They, like, they were trying to bring a play in, and it seemed like they didn't know exactly what they wanted to run. It almost went to zero a lot. Yeah, it, they didn't know what they want to run. So now you're, like, you get in a situation where coaches are overthinking situations. And and they're like, well, what well, should we run this? What should we run that? And they're probably deferring to different people and 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 trumping different plays and everything like that. You because you don't want to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're playing not to make mistakes, and that's what it kind of felt like as the game progressed. It did two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Dave is on the cell. Dave's up on WIP. Hey, Dave. Hey guys, how you doing? What's going on, man? First time caller. Hey, First Dave. Time caller. Hey, Lisk, look, man, um, I agree with you, Hugh. You take Mahomes out of KC, and you know that they're not the same team. So, you know, we can't even talk about Hurts making the team look better because absolutely he does. That's his job. Uh, anyway, that's not really why I called. But um, And then also about the coordinators. Wouldn't you rather have good coordinators than bad coordinators? If they get picked up every year, that means you have good coordinators. Yeah, that means you true. have a successful team. Of course you do, so, Dave. But why, but the, why, but the why, fact why, that the fact that the head coach – Joe wants somebody to stay here forever. Well, no, I just, yeah, Dave, like, Dave, he – They're going to leave. But, Dave, he was the play caller, right, That when he got hired here. I'd rather so stop playing call. But, call play. but Dave, that's you, a good coach. He realizes da- weakness. Sure, I, and that's you're totally fair on that. But you know what? You know who doesn't have to worry about this? Rams, 49ers, because their coaches call the plays. Like no one, the, the 49ers are not losing their play caller. Their play caller is their head coach. I, I hear you. I hear. I hear what you're saying. But I, I mean, I would rather have good coordinators and have a successful season and maybe lose them, and you find the next guy. Well, I, anyway, I get that. A couple other things. I feel like the re- the reason the Eagles lost Super Bowl is because the Eagles had the offsides that nobody really talks about that much on offense, which then led to the fumble, which isn't the coach's fault too. He just dropped the ball, and then you got the uh, then then you had the, the terrible punt. Nobody talks about the punt itself. The punt itself was terrible. Well, you there brought that no, up a few minutes there ago. Was no, there it was, was terrible. No coverage. Well, and it was a bad, it was a bad punt and bad coverage. There was missed tackles, and then you had no, then then you had no D line pressure. So that's why they lost the game. Like they, that's not. I, I can say you can pick apart fourth and third. Are you going to go for it? Come on, man, you're going to punt that most of the time, right? But, but you don't but, have you know, to, Dave. It's, it's I just, punter, Dave, I just find it interesting. I just find it interesting. We've been talking about the Super Bowl for eleven days. No one wants to bring up the head coach. <laughs> it's like he just wasn't there. Well, no, and I'm not saying he, he couldn't have made it. Everybody can make any week could you know, made mistakes in the first half he could have fixed. Anybody could fix anything, hindsight, right? But in the game, he didn't have a bad game. The players didn't make the plays or they made mistakes. It was a mistake. He it was, a, it, was it was it was key mistakes <laughs> that killed us, man. Mm-hmm. It was key mistakes. Oh yeah, by the Kansas way, Joe. He didn't make the mistakes and we did. 
By the way, Joe, when you raise your kids right, they leave, man. I'm just let, I know your kids are young. I'm just letting you know. But they're supposed to leave. Wait a second. Wait a second. Let's use the analogy. If I put my kids in charge of the house and then they leave one day and I don't know what to do when they're gone, that's my fault. Yeah, you put your kids in charge. Hey, you know what? I walked into that. Well, that was a good one, yeah. though. Hey, way to bounce back. I, I love it. Let, let's. Uh, all right, Dave, go ahead. Yo, Finish your thought. Yeah, you're here, Dave. Go ahead. I have one more, I have one more question. Go ahead. And, I, and I, I have a hard time with this. Mahomes, with his high ankle sprain, he's going off, he got tackled, and he's crying and complaining on the sidelines, all this stuff. And he comes back out at halftime, and he's outrunning Eagles players when he's scrambling. How is that act possible if he has such a traumatic high ankle sprain that he can outrun people? It's not like he's just scrambling a little bit. He was actually outrunning yeah, he, the, he, our he, defense. He got, he got on his horse. He got what, on his horse. Uh, yeah, it's what, the, but what, what are they doing to him? Hi, why why like, are you asking me, Dave? Like, I know. You sitting on the answer here. Dave, we love it. We appreciate it. Dave asking me like I know. I don't know. I, I uh... I have some. I have some thoughts. So, uh, part of me was wondering if he was accusing him of kind of playing it up. Was he really not as hurt as he made it out to well, be? Well, they they compared it to the Jordan game. You know, when Jordan dropped yeah. like sixty when he was the flu game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have some. I have some ideas that I do not want to share on air. Drugs for in. <laughs> you know, I might. You know. Get security, like like you, your your offense is the most well, yeah, important thing, right? So like Kyle Shanahan, for example, like mm-hmm. he he creates the whole thing. It's all it's it's like in his mind the whole game they play. So I I no, listen, yeah. I don't have a problem that Sirianni was self aware. You you mentioned that earlier um, that he was yeah. self aware enough to give it up. I think that's a good trade in him. It just every year now, or you know maybe every couple yeah. years, we're gonna have to count on him to replace that. And and Hugh, if you get the, if you get a head coaching job, you definitely got to get the band back together. Uh, just hire me. I'll be the dude on the sideline. Be the get back. The get back coach. coach. I need a get back <laughs> and look, coach. And look, if the if the if the owner wants to tank the game and we want to win, I'm pouring gasoline on the sideline. All you got to do is light the match. We win. We go. And we're done. We're gonna yeah, because it's, anyway. it's gonna. Hey, listen, I'm black. We're gonna get fired anyway. We're only gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a year. We're gonna get one year and then it's a wrap. So we might That's as well right. go out with a blaze of glory. Might as well. That's what I'm saying. Love it, it. Jeff, man. We preach the phone right. call. So I'm, I'm, I'm starting to write down this full staff. I want to yeah. write this whole thing down. So, Ike, Ike is the defensive coordinator. So you're the head coach. Ike's defensive hey, coordinator. Yes. Jeff in Wilmington is the get-back coach. Get-back coach. Does that, does that guy have a real name, or is he just the we get just, back? He, No, he's the one that he's going to be on the sideline. Right. And, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to run up, and he's going to pull me back. I'm like, get no, back. coach, get back, get back. I'm quality control. Quality control. We Kyle have over uh, Kyle over here is going to be the equipment manager. Yes. So what are we still missing? We need an we OC. Need all, we need OC. Donovan here. Wait a minute. Five? <laughs> I don't know. Five, I haven't talked to Five in a while. I'm, I'm going to shoot him a text. Yeah, see if he'll be our OC. I'm going to shoot him a text and see if he'll be the OC. All right, we're good. We're, 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 we really got the staff coming together now. Amir is in Chester. What's up, Amir? Amir. What up, Joe? What up, Joe? What's going hey, on, man? Hey, you, man. Happy to hear from you, man. You was on my favorite, man, for sure. Appreciate man. you. Appreciate you. you appreciate you. Hey, listen, Joe. Joe, you way off base on this one, Joe. Listen. How come? Tell me. We keep, we keep talking about if – I'm riding with Nick for sure. You keep – but this is the funny part. And all the calls need to ask you this question. Why are you defending Gannon and why are you sold on Gannon but they sold on Nick? It only makes sense. But well, I mean, but they're different job criteria, right? Like, I'm t- one, we're talking about just the defensive coordinator. The head coach is a bigger deal, right? I, I, have, a, I have to grade him higher. I have, I have to grade him tougher. And, and that's fair. And he'd been he, – he, you know, he'd been doing – you know, he got passing color. He got passing grades through and throughout. This is my thing about the um, about the uh, about a bunch of ifs. And Joe, you no question, I wouldn't have went forward on thirty-two, four, and three. No, 
whatever at the end. But what's known So why give the ball to Amir? So I mean, you're the head coach. You see it. Wait, wait, wait. You're the head coach. You see it, and you give the ball, but you you punted. He punted. No, but if I'm the head coach, though, like you said, I'm trusting this world class defense, bro. All this just gonna give me one play today, just one. How you gonna say how we praise the defense so much? And they this great everything, and they just like yo, we don't get the ball back to them because we scared they're gonna keep scoring. If I'm like they're gonna make one play, we got. We got all the veterans over here, all the money guys. Listen, Juju Smith-Schuster, he can't even run. They're giving up second and eight for a first down on play. Yeah. It's like this doesn't even make sense. The defense lost the game, players, and coach. Easy, easy. It's not even a question. Damn, Juju They blew the whole game. All they had, TikTok listen, boy. TikTok. Listen, even, even this, right? KC defense looking better than ours. They was making contested catches. We just made plays. Everybody wide open on KC. Pitching catch, seven on seven, let's score. It's like, yo, was that defense better than us? They were starting rookies on defense. I, the whole secondary was defense. You're, you're right. That, that day their defense played what, better. What, but the, but, the, but uh, the head, the, isn't the head coach in charge of everything, Amir? Like, isn't that the way this works? Can, no. But no. he's not going to go tell Jen and they're like, what's going on, y'all? We make a play. What's going on? Schematically, you can't do nothing. Yeah, but you got to read the room, Amir. If your defense not making a play, Amir, we appreciate it. Defense not making a play, you got to do something different. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Like, if, you're, if your defense is having a little bit of trouble, you got to try to get them or keep the ball as long as you possibly right. can and, 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 and let them try to figure it out. But at that point, you know, we're still talking about what a three-point game at that point. I still. know. It was we're very still talking close. about three-point game. And, and it was like the way we're acting, and honestly, I get it because we lost. I get it. But the way we're acting is like we got blown out. We didn't. No. You're talking about a, a first-year um, – well, a first-year coach – well, second-year head coach, I should say, going up against a seasoned vet and Andy Reid, and you went toe-to-toe with him. To me, that's optimistic. I know I'm, I might be pie-in-the-sky pie kind of guy, but that's a that's a pretty good place to be. It's not like you went out there and got blown off the field. You're right. And you know what? I appreciate that perspective because it, it, it brings me back to earth a little bit here because I'm frustrated with the whole yeah. thing and, and, and I'm not fully sold on Sirianni, but you're right. Like – what you just said is is is, is true. Right? He he went up against the best coach in the NFL right now, or him and Belichick. Hands down, right? Hall of Fame coach, one of the great coaches ever, and and they lost, but but he could learn from it. I just there's something still. I, I just have a reservation about Sirianni. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop aboard the midday show. You Douglas Joe Julia coming up. One of our free agents made it clear yesterday on Instagram that he wants to come back. We'll tell you who it is. Get your opinion on that as well as are you sold, fully sold, on Nick Sirianni. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop board. Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.